25th episode of Desert Island Punks. I'm Jake and I play in the punk rock band Sunliner and this is my podcast where I interview friends of mine and people I admire in the punk rock scene. I asked them what five albums, book and luxury item they would take with them if they were stranded on a desert island and we talk about how those choices have influenced who they are today. On this episode, I'm joined by Sulin Hago, guitarist of Propagandi, Feral Babies and Korea. We had a great chat over Zoom talking about jazz, the space between instruments, professional musicians fucking up and all sorts of stuff. Um, I really hope you enjoy this week's episode. If you want to support the podcast, I have a Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash Desert Island Punks. Or just tell your friends or rate us on your podcast app of choice, whatever you fancy. Uh, next week, I'll be joined by Rob Piper of Lockjaw Records. And in between times, there's a special episode with Robin Leach of Random Hand where we talk about that album Seething is Believing track by track uh, that episode will be available for Patreon subscribers uh, a bit early as well so if that's your bag hit us up uh, thanks for listening and enjoy And then you're like, how are you? And you've already had that whole conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, welcome. Welcome to Desert Island Punks. Uh, how are you on the whole? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Despite <laughs> like the uh, the crazy scenario everywhere all the time, it seems. Yeah, exactly. Um, how did you find picking your choices? Hard. <laughs> <laughs> Even like before we did this, I was like, fuck. Like maybe I should swap that <laughs> with that. It's like it, it brought in like PTSD of being a nervous test taker as a kid. <laughs> Just being I like, I don't think that's the right answer. <laughs> it's that answer. Um, I think it's that thing as well, isn't it? Because you're like, you even though it's like completely made up, you still kind of think like, but what if I, what if I got there and I didn't have this album? You know, like what yeah, yeah. Well, what's okay? So let's talk about the albums one. Um, right. Unless you had some other agenda, because now I'm like. No, no, it's cool. I just, I, I just to, um, are you, so yeah, so we're gonna send you away to a desert island by yourself. You're all by yourself. Okay. And uh, what will be the first album you'd take? Oh, the first one. Yeah, I guess that's the first one I gave you. That one feels yeah. pretty solid in my choice, which is uh, Tom Waits' Rain Dogs. Yeah, uh, so I, I had to listen to most of, like, at least like do a bit of research because most of your choices were stuff I hadn't really hadn't really oh. delved into. I mean, I knew Tom Waits, obviously, mm. but um, yeah, it's, that's a weird album, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> the reason I like that one, I guess, you know, I feel like my uh, musical interest interest has like really um, had like almost like three waves. <laughs> you know, as a little yeah. kid, kind of clueless with like even music as a subculture just kind of listening to like looney tunes classical music you know what my mom played pop music and yeah whatever dance music and then neighbors showing me punk and metal and it's just like i absorbed it all and again clueless of like like subcultures and i think yeah i've from for this like question about like what you would choose actually that's the aim i went for like what do i feel like feels like i need that kind of fulfillment like a little bit of like a pop singy thing and then this kind of like somewhat jazzy like it's like a meeting all my requirements of like what I like to yeah it's kind of like to. everything in one album isn't it almost yeah and that one for me it's like well the guitar playing is like one of my favorite guitarists uh Mark Rebo and um and it has that kind of surfy like there's a bit of even punk kind of circusy type of sound um, yeah yeah I got a jazzy too and I, I just like that underlying layer on top of like this just storytelling I feel <laughs> like even that's the with all the choices I gave you hmm. I think that's the the um the connecting thread that I feel like it's it's like for me strong storytelling whether it's with words or not yeah sure so did you find that out do you discover Tommy is quite young then no actually I think um you know, for me, I kind of grew up more like, you know, like what I mentioned, like those main, like the cartoons. Kind of thing. I never really my mom play. Looney Tunes as being like a sort of musical taste. I suppose that absolutely. Yeah. Is, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's weird. I actually feel like it, like I came back to that a few years. It relates to actually discovering Tom Waits because there was a 
most of what I've listened to and even gone to like shows wise, it's like punk, mm. like heavier music. And um, there was a bit of time where I felt a little bit like burnt out from it. And yeah, I, kind I of stepped away. Yeah. I stepped away and I stopped going to shows as much, but I, and it's not like I was like, I don't like music anymore, but I was starting to hit that where I'm like, what the fuck's happening? Like, <laughs> like I, I love this more than anything, but I'm like, I don't feel like, I don't feel like fulfilled or this isn't resonating or like, I don't have the answer. And I have yeah, this sure. weird lull. I don't even know how it's probably like seven years ago or something like that, maybe six. And my best friend who's really wicked drummer and, has has been like the responsible one of the responsible forces of getting me into new things throughout the years like definitely becomes harder <laughs> I think. yeah yeah and then he was trying to like get me into jazz you know like yeah. he, he was really into like this kind of free improv stuff and everything and and he showed me like the kind of john zorn scene with all the new york kind of uh like all of the experimental kind of projects and collaborations mm -hmm. and that's where i discovered Mark Rebo, who's kind of part of that scene and worked yeah. with John Zorn. And then that kind of led me into like going down that tunnel of, of a lot of his work. And that's how I got into Tom Waits, actually. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of, he's such an interesting character, Tom Waits. Because I know like the sort of the like the all the sort of uh mythology around it is always it sounds like you're in a bar or something, doesn't it? But it's, <laughs> it really absolutely does. But like, I don't know, it's just coming fresh. Because I like I knew I've known some of his stuff. I think most of his stuff I actually knew was later, which I thought was weird. Um, but it's just like so jarring, like because it's quite yeah. quite like a sort of like quite a standard melody, but it's everything else that's going on around it that kind of makes it unusual. I suppose it does feel like kind of people are having different conversations, yeah, through, like a bar, which I thought was really and really cool. And that's like actually a lot of my choices. I feel like we're like I like a layering sound. Like Dead Can Dance is kind of yeah, yeah. Or t or Tortoise. You know, they're like a huge ensemble. Like they swap instruments. There's like two drummers. Like people yeah. are like training bass, and guitar, and stuff like that live. It's and it's just I like a full sound where each time you listen, you might hear something different. Things like yeah. that. And I think that's you know back to what I mentioned about like feeling a little bit like punk wasn't doing it for me at that point in my life was like I kind of I felt like my ear wanted something a little bit richer you know yeah, in terms sure. of layering and and to me all the Zorn stuff is basically punk it even has that kind of spirit you know and I feel like Tom Waits like definitely I love just the storytelling vibe like I feel like it's like yeah. the equivalent of like a really circusy like book on tape or something you know but like <laughs> just like and and I like the attention to detail with with sounds just like yeah. i i think i've read somewhere where you know he wanted thing like if he wanted something to sound like like a, i don't know a glass against the wall i don't remember the exact but he's like we're going for the exact sound of a glass like hitting a brick wall or yeah, something, sure. rather than being like oh we could you can make that kind of a close sound like that with these buttons like no it was very like field recording based kind of sounds and i yeah. love that I suppose, like, with, especially with things like uh, genres like jazz and stuff like that, like, when you're saying you're burnt out with punk, I mean, the sort of type of music you play isn't crazy far removed, like, guitar-wise. Like, jazz, yeah. you know, like, shares a lot of sort of similar sort of mm -hmm. aspects. And at least, like, you know, if you if you knew you wanted to come back, like, kind of venturing off and finding different influences is never a bad thing, is it? Like, yeah, stuff you can yeah. sort of bring back and craft into your own songwriting etc yeah yeah and i feel like you know that moment where i kind of branched off and i discovered this new world really just brought me back to like loving Loop background again. yeah yeah like it's like you know one of the things i was like the zero voice you know it's like so it's like i just need all of it in a way yeah you know? <laughs> um cool yeah so we'll, we'll go on to your second choice oh yeah this was a hard one so there's actually a lot of them was a very like 50-50, do I go that route or that route? Yeah. So I chose, I think it was a, the Smiths, Hat Full Apollo. Yeah, yeah. There's like a live sessions mostly, right? Uh, I think it, it almost, are they live? I should know this, but. He I said, uh, <laughs> I had a quick, so he said uh, John Peel sessions. So maybe not oh, okay. quite, live, but like, yeah. Yeah, they are, I think just the sequencing of that album, same with the Rain Dogs. So there's something mm. like, I just like albums that feel like, 
like every song you're excited you're like oh yeah this song is coming up next you know they, they're just really good songs one after the other really strong start and it just lingers that way and yeah there's something you know i i love the kind of uh dancey um i like dancey music you know yeah. like whether it's like punk metal or you know well, that's the thing pop that, like, or anything with the uh with the guitar playing and like i actually think the bass in the Smiths has always been like, I think that's really underrated because yeah, yeah. like the bass has like a lot of the hooks, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's always like some sort of hooks and it's like, you know, Johnny Marr's like playing the sort of like more fi- filling out the space a bit more maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, well, like I, re- I really like the Smiths. I find it hard to like the Smiths. <laughs> I know, especially where, you know, things ended up with a more yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, <laughs> but uh, I mean, no, it's like, I, I shouldn't be that person right who's like <laughs> still is like Fuck, i love those records but it's hard at these points yeah anyway it's all a different conversation <laughs> i know exactly but with that record it's like yeah okay there's a danciness to it um i like that it's a bit of like this like 80s like i guess call them new wave i'm i'm sometimes terrible at genres or like slightly um, or, it's like, all semantic it? anyway <laughs> yeah exactly anyway um the idea, it's like, I like that Johnny Mars playing like, kind of like chicken picking guitar over like this yeah. 80s dance music. And that's to me, uh, just with music in general, I like when it seems like the thing that doesn't belong is in the, <laughs> the music. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like well, that makes chick- it stand out though, doesn't it? I suppose. That's yeah. Because like, otherwise, I don't know, maybe they, I don't know, maybe they wouldn't be, but I feel like the Smiths were kind of like, they have a lot of things that make them stand out, but like, yeah, it makes them quite coherent because, like, even like Morrissey's like, like vocal lines and his style of singing is still quite like meandery, isn't it? It's quite unusual, yeah. quite like not of the, maybe not of the time. Though I don't, to be honest, with my knowledge, my field of knowledge of like sort of new wave isn't actually that great. Um, I'm very much like I know the Smiths. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Lines, like, well, when I said there was a different like band like to fill that kind of like 80s like dancey void it was like something like okay the cure and talking heads like what do i do yeah and part of you know my choices were probably very guitar bias you know and johnny mars one of my my favorite guitarists and um yeah. just because of the you know the idea of like uh because they have a bit of a, it's like almost like a softer like punk sound if you want yeah. to think about it that yeah. way but the guitar is very like thinned out. And that's, I think what attracted me is like doing almost like leads and not like power chords as like a punk kind of yeah. guitar, you know? It, and then even more, she's like more effeminate side too. It's like, I, I like that, just that blend, that combination of things. And then I, his lyrics are, you know, they're, they're, they're witty and they're like, yeah. he's a bit of, he's a smart ass, you know? And, and it's like, um, but it's also beautiful, you know, it's thoughtful. There's like love songs. I, I just like it, you know, there's yeah. something that just feels good about listening to it. Like, did you discover that? Like, was that another later discovery or was that like something? No, nah, I think I was like a, maybe 14 or 13 or 14. It's like the perfect age for the Smiths, I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it's funny you should mention the bass lines because I'm barely learning like different bass lines on like so in guitar heavy world and but when i started dating uh my partner like that's sort of like we used to kind of like jam and stuff and i would teach her so, like song like we'd play songs together and we did yeah. actually a lot of smiths and cure songs so just to like maybe remember that and i remember being like wow these are fucking awesome. yeah, really <laughs> yeah i once yeah. learned um i once learned frankly mr shankly just because it oh, was yeah, so yeah. like so bouncy <laughs> like, yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's just like so much fun to play yeah, that's what my dog's named after. My dog's really? named Shankly. Shankly. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I once, uh, I was watching, because I was, I got a while back, because I was never super into Smith as a kid, and I kind of retrospectively got into him a bit as an adult. And I was watching um, a YouTube video of Johnny Marr playing like this charming man sometime live, and like he fucked up, and like he played a couple of dud notes, and I was just like, you know, when you see somebody that's like held so high, fuck up, and you're just like. Yes, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're a real person. <laughs> like, yeah, you're human. <laughs> yeah, I was just a part of me that was just like, oh man. I think because when I, I, I mean, I don't know about you at all. Like, but when I grew up playing guitar, because I'm not, I'm not a great guitarist. I'm just like, I'm a songwriter who happens to play guitar. Um, 
But I couldn't get over the fact that all these bands played flawlessly every time. Do you know what I mean? And didn't make any notes and stuff. (laughs) It's just like kind of brings them back down to being human a bit. Yeah, it gives you hope too. It's like, okay, like if I mess up, it's not so bad. Like, Jennifer messes up too. (laughs) Exactly. And like it just it was on like some sort of big tv thing as well and like oh really yeah <laughs> that like sucks the, all the all the comments were just like he messed up here he messed up here. <laughs> it, was, it, was, yeah. it was brutal <laughs> he, he needed the comments to to remind him of that <laughs> yeah i think um one of my favorite like i, I you know obviously you never never read the comments but uh one of my yeah. favorite favorite things i saw was metallica playing live at uh glastonbury and the comment section was just people pointing out where lars fucks up all the way through. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. I think there's like YouTube montage videos of all his fuck ups. Really? But, oh, yeah, man. and it's it's actually pretty lengthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I went through some of it. It was very comical. But and then I'm like, all right. I do find it funny though. <laughs> yeah, I better the... yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like when you end up in like a Wikipedia hole at like uh, yeah. you know two o'clock in the morning. I've like more than once found myself in like a Megadeth Wikipedia hole at two o'clock. In the <laughs> you know, just like how like why am I here? But I'm still yeah. still looking through Dave Mustaine's different arguments he's had with people. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. So, what? Which is your next album? did i choose no um, i think uh i have tortoise written down here oh yeah okay tortoise tnt so this is uh i think one of two instrumental albums that i added on here yeah so i think with like branching out of like that little era i had of you know, stepping back from punk discovering different things eventually circling back around so. um but i like tortoise because it's like as i was getting let's say into this jazz stuff it's almost like i needed to ease in and like get into like jazz that was kind of like in a rock kind of punk yeah style yeah. like this zorn stuff makes sense and, and and so does tortoise and i it's i and i like bands that are just very like ensemble based and even the instrumentation is just so awesome like they use a little like vibraphones and like synths and stuff and um it just feels like a a bit of a journey like this record and it's just every song is so fucking good and it has a mood like it has a a cool like a time and a place to put that on yeah yeah it just has a vibe for sure and most of the stuff i like too i think there is a thread of like this kind of like surfy twangy kind of style and like they don't they have a little bit of that with the guitar you know it's not very um I'm not saying it's not guitar heavy like there's certainly riffs but not in the same sense that like a lot of rock and like um even that's the jazz guitar music is like there's yeah. a bit of restraint there and I yeah it's like not know when not to play as well as no yeah when. or just or like everyone's communicating together and giving like someone the chance to like be in the on uh, the forefront while other people pull back and it's just it's such good interplay and yeah. I think records like that really um you know coming from just playing punk where everyone's like beaming at the front yeah, yeah. it really it opened my ear to something different as at a different experience and, and as a songwriter it just kind of made me think like more rhythmically too like being like oh well that person's doing this like six eight kind of thing on a vibraphone you know the other person's just kind of hitting this accenting parts of that you know just thinking rather than having to all play the same thing on the same grid yeah same i think time quite it's, it's like a pretty like good skill to do but it's i think as a player and like you know as a guitar player or a singer it's like it's very hard not to want to be like you know right yeah like you say like right at the front because yeah. it feels like the natural moves doesn't it but then I suppose it's like I like I because I was like listening to this and it's just you can tell like the space between this is so much like space between yeah. each instrument and each seem to go on to try and keep like like you say like kind of keep a, a mood the whole yeah thing. yeah and it just again it gives everyone the opportunity to have that moment you know and that's what i think it really taught me as a musician like kind of trust like let's say in this big ensemble of musicians like you'll have your moment to be in yeah. up front you know rather than feeling like so eager to be there you know almost like or fear that you're like i'm not gonna have my moment you know or just yeah, like yeah, yeah. and also enjoy the experience of not being in that you know and just kind of like backing someone up which again i think jazz in general also helped me like 
to be a little bit more confident at like being like restrained and having full moments live where I'm just sitting with the guitar, someone else is doing something, waiting, and then I come in and not yeah. being like, ah, like kind of like, you know, like feel insecure about it, you know? And so it's like albums like that, I think like the patience, the interplay, just how they really communicate with such a big amount of uh, instruments was like really just awesome. And it sounded tasteful. It, it sounded like, like the way, I like everything, anything that's catchy too, you know, it's yeah, still yeah. catchy. It, it has that, like I need music that's catchy, no matter what style. Yeah, you know, so that's what it does for me. Yeah. yeah. Do, so do you do you play quite a lot of jazz as well then? Uh, you know, I, I kind of dabble in it. I don't really I think I've played a couple shows out, like very yeah. low key, just because it's like I'd like to eventually get more into it. I think I kind of like all the things that I practice are almost like working towards eventually doing it. But it's yeah. uh, I think I need more playing experience. But I, I think with the the writing I do with like bands and stuff, I feel like just having kind of studied jazz on my own, just a yeah. little bit of the theory and kind of listening to the music and how writing and the composing is definitely like infiltrated like my creativity thinking like what I was mentioning before and I'm more in this layered bit like treating the guitar not like a guitar you know treat it like yeah. a piano treat it like a horn. Uh, treat it like a the soundscape you know so, so that's think, the extent of me being a jazz player <laughs> i think it's quite an intimidating world to be honest like but i mean i suppose yeah. all the genres are i suppose from from an outside often they can be quite intimidating yeah yeah um, i'd see that you know what to me uh you know because it's so heavily improvised i think that's part of the fear is like yeah. you know you're you're but that's also part of the joy it's like you're you're spilling like who you are as a musician it's yeah, very transparent yeah. if you fuck up you know you're like shit it, it really shows that maybe i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> but, if you, but if you do something really well like blast a really cool solo it's like yeah like i was able to like show like who i am as a player so it's it's like you know i always think about this with like um comedians i think that must be the hardest art because you're yeah. going up there with nothing except your thoughts and your body <laughs> and your voice and it's like you know at least with a, a guitarist you have a tool you know you can kind of hide behind and yeah all i suppose as well like you kind of have yeah you might have scales or something you can fall back on or something uh I, I yeah don't, it's, I don't know if you can with your it's a bit of a shield you know yeah, yeah sure, like yeah. a comedian where it's just like it's just up <laughs> it's just straight on like your thoughts and i just feel like like i i it's very inspiring in a way like i yeah. think about that like if i ever do make this jazz move but i i, I kind of hold on to like that amount of bravery that they have in their craft and be like all right just you know even if it and you hear this from comedians like yeah like you basically have to bomb a lot because that's how you learn to yeah, get sure, good yeah. and i i'm you know that's that's i'm sure what jazz is i've i've heard it uh, said that like performing jazz is like basically practicing in front of an audience I yeah that, that makes that kind of makes sense because it, i suppose in theory with jazz as well like a lot of like dud notes don't have to be dud notes you know they can be like yeah yeah because it's like so like you know it's less rigid than punk or rock or i had i remember I had a, a friend in um uh university uh, he was really into jazz and i remember him going like oh so this is like an a sharp sharp and I was like, is this not a B? He was like, no, it's an A sharp sharp. And I was like, all right. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's such a distinct difference. You know? like, uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's a different language, you know. Yeah, totally. Um, but, but yeah, I think it's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's a pretty cool one because of just, again, the more the layering and just the nat the thrill of, also, it teaches you how to adapt. So if you hit a wrong note, I think you have a split second to correct that. I think, you know, yeah. from a little bit of experiences that I've had, like, with jazz, like, little bands just practicing or even certain bands that are very based on improvising, it's really uh, helped my ear to just... Yeah, sure. Within a second, like, recover, you know? And that's that's a pretty cool skill. Yeah. Like, I definitely think as well, like, when you hit a dud note, like, yeah, if your next note is certain things it can sound really cool <laughs> like it's, yeah, yeah. it's when you it's when you like freak out because you've got that one and you let it ring out is when 
problem happens a lot of the time. Yeah. At least that's what I find anyway. To me, every right note's within like a whole step anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so next, what's the next album you would take? I think, uh, oh, what did I choose here? This is another hard one too. So I'm like, I need something that's just like, like a punk record, <laughs> you know, I'm like all yeah. this, like, okay, this is me thinking on the desert island, kind of reflecting, <laughs> but then I just need to like blast away and just like, yeah, yeah. you know, so I chose Zero Boys, uh, Fish to Circle, um, just something in that kind of uh, this 80s, like hardcore, you know, I almost chose like Minor Threat, was like a you know, and yeah. it's hard, or even Embrace, like I like a lot of uh, Ian McKay's and Fugazi and stuff, but um, yeah, I don't know. I chose this one. It could have even just been this week. My yeah. answer next week would have been minor. <laughs> Maybe, you know, it's like, it's hard to tell, but I just, uh, it's catchy. It's fucking fast and, and just. 16 I, songs in 26 minutes. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, I, I don't know. It makes you, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. I, I quite liked, uh, I kind of found it funny because I was like, I, I, again, this is another one. I, I'd never heard of Zero Boys. I don't know. Oh. They were, I don't know how big they were over here, um, but yeah, it was like very minor threat, and I kind of liked. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, it's quite thrashy as well. I was like you know mm-hmm. solos and stuff like that, which is not really what you expect from like that sort of like that sort of minor threat esque, you know, sort yeah, of yeah. era of punk. And I think that's why I like it because it has like what, like that type of punk is some of my favorite, like just like eighties like hardcore. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just like yeah, kind of chuggy kind of catchy like dancey and it has even a certain groove like 80s yeah. punk has a certain groove and it has that but yeah while being a little bit back to that kind of twangy like solo guitar stuff so it kind of gives you that i don't think it's, uh, it's not like it's not crazy far removed either from like early propaganda stuff either is it like you can definitely yeah, see it's not. yeah yeah i can see that yeah, yeah. it's definitely it some... have you heard of have you heard of the band uh cloak dagger no, somebody else, men- somebody else mentioned them to me, though. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I've heard that name knocking about. They're from uh, Richmond, Virginia. Fuck, I love that band. That's actually, I feel like that style for me kind of like, lines up with this. Um, we Are is a really good record. I love it. All right, cool. Yeah, well, I'll check it out. I mean, it's like, I kind of like this sort of stuff as well. But I, I like, uh, I'm very picky with it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe because it doesn't, we don't get that much of this sort of style stuff obviously okay. uh, but like it means that I don't kind of get an opportunity to check it out as much as I like okay. yeah yeah it's like yeah it's just the kind of down strummy punk stuff that's yeah just yeah like, like it's a uh, it was like the next step after Ramones you know it had a little bit more melody than the Ramones that's what I'd say like is like kind yeah. of fits that and I I just always need that so it's kind of a little brash it's like a little brash of the Ramones as well isn't it like I love the Ramones but they are a pop band in disguise aren't they? yeah yeah Beach Boys <laughs> yeah I always say that like they're, they're kind of fast Beach Boys <laughs> have you been to the uh have you been to the Ramones Museum in um Berlin no oh have it's you? really good yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome you should totally check it out it's like totally like I mean, I don't know why it's in Berlin, but like it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's really fun to go around, and it's like you could just see like all these memorabilia, like you know, like their jeans and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, like, I did. It's funny you should mention that. I'm like that never even hit me. Be like, why is it in Berlin? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, why is it in New York? <laughs> but, uh, no idea, but I'd, I'd really recommend checking it out because it's just like a little fun bit of like you know, it's got a cafe and they put on the old show there and stuff like that, and it's just nice people and. Cool. Yeah, just like an insane amount of Ramon stuff, you know. <laughs> um, Did you see that thing of like, was it, who was it affiliated with the Sex Pistols, where like we took it on like a boat and then blew up all this like Sex Pistols memorabilia? Oh, I don't know. That was like sure. a, a few years ago. Fuck. Yeah, it was like I don't know if it was someone who was like related or like a yeah. someone who worked with them, but he he had a bunch of this like Sex Pistols like old memorabilia and just decided to fucking blow it up oh, yeah, well, why not, like, I, suppose. <laughs> I guess true to punk form yeah i was um i was actually just uh i, I was doing a, an essay a while back about selling out in punk rock um because it was like super for uni and i was like reading up about the ramones and stuff like that and like it's just funny that you know nobody ever claims the ramones sell out but they but they made an album like i made a um made a film you know like a quite yeah, yeah. quite like high budget film <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, you know, it's just like, the, I think even at one point they were like, yeah, we just, just play it, doing our thing. But like, it's just, nobody, like they were poppy and they did, you know, mainstream I stuff. Know. Like, I know, it's like, how are they not kind of like a boy band? Yeah, you know what exactly, I mean? like, yeah. Like, and I know this is such a, this is something I've thought about too, like the whole like, like how do they get a pass not being, like selling out and then other bands? Like it's such a weird phrase anyway. Yeah, like, uh, it was the, actually the parameters. About, I don't know. It was actually about Jawbreaker. It was the um, oh. the Dear You Jawbreaker one. I was just like exploring why that album in particular was like you know, blown up as like a sellout album and how it's now been like reappraised and stuff. Which is really interesting because it's just full of like contradictions. You know, nobody can decide on what selling out is is because it's kind of not really anything. Yeah. yeah. Like Yeah, yeah um, it almost changes by uh via like era. Yeah, like, sure, yeah. It, style. And then uh, it's it's yeah, it's a fun fun conversation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um so what would be your final choice? All right. So I chose uh, Dead Can Dance, and I was between actually their first record and this record, uh, uh, which is their last one, um, kind of along the same tortoise lines, which yeah. is like, like an instrumental, and I part of what I like about um, Dead Can Dance, at least the last record, it's very, um, again, the layering, but it's very percussive, and I, again, I think getting into jazz helped my ear really appreciate just layerings of rhythms on yeah. top of each other and instrumentation like i know they use like hammer dulcimer um and the singers too are really unique um there's only two or, of them, isn't it? yeah and like so they i think it was i know their first record i i believe they're singing actual words but they've had since like um decided to go a route with their singing where they use more like a syllable bass singing rather yeah. than singing words no i think it's it's cool because um what i enjoy about that is like it leaves the music to like you're not delivering like hand delivering this definite message like this is what this song means and this is how you should interpret the song yeah, yeah. Uh, like in this very direct way um it's kind of left more on a sound based level like, how does this make me feel? What are my own associations with this? And I always think about that, like, even uh, back to, like, being a kid or, you know, or, like, let's say, like, my sister has kids. I want to try this with her. kids. <laughs> be like, I want to play them music and uh, see what they think without any kind of, like, influence of culture and yeah. genres. And I think sometimes instrumental music can really um, invite more of the imagination. Uh again without being like hey this is what this song's about without like a, a anchoring on a, on a topic which i still like too obviously i think i i need that too like yeah. uh, you know um in music but i also like that other side of just kind of zoning out and being like right on <laughs> I, quite, I quite like the idea of like like uh like you said like kind of showing showing kids music you know without any sort of preconceptions because it, sometimes it's easy to forget that like you know all our scales are like western scales and the reason it yeah, sounds yeah. right to us is because of like you know how we were brought up and stuff like that it's like yeah yeah why, we're conditioned yeah yeah and it's i mean yeah it's a bit of a it's a bit of a mind-blowing moment i think when i first realized that, i was like what you know yeah, i know yeah. yeah like this sounds cool because it sounds cool to everyone it was never like <laughs> you know I, I remember finding that out um but yeah no, I, I really like listening to this um and it only came out what uh, a couple of years ago didn't it yeah fuck they were uh i was supposed to see them in april they were oh. one of my my uh and i've never yeah i've never seen them before they but it was like their their 20 year like anniversary or some shit like that all right I was like, no, that was like of all the things actually of this year that I think broke my heart. <laughs> yeah, I think that may have been number one because I've been dying to see them. Just kind of curious, like, what does this like resonate live? Like, what are they? You know, how many people are in the band? And I yeah. like that about it too. Like, I don't, I don't have answers. Like, I don't have answers about even like how many members there are. I don't know shit like too much about history. And there's something about putting myself in that kind of state as a listener that I feel like I need a little bit more because it's, and don't get me wrong. I have the part of me that's kind of nerdy and likes to study up on like, 
read interviews on the yeah, members yeah. and 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 I will be I'm that person too <laughs> but I also want to be this other person it's just like freshly it's just listening experience it feels very like pure you know I think yeah I think we kind of lost a lot of like that as well like now like you know now the internet is you know I don't know if you're aware but the internet is huge um, <laughs> um but like you know when I'm growing up you know I remember going to see bands and like I had no idea what they looked like I like yeah, and yeah. I had like no idea you know like how many members was in them you know if they wasn't written in the sort of liner notes or whatever like I, I had yeah. no idea but then you get there and you're like all oh, right they have three guitarists or they're yeah. really old or they're really young or so you know you just had no idea about it and there's something kind of quite refreshing about that I suppose that also means that your preconceptions are kind of lost a little bit because you're just going purely on the music and what it sounds like so it's yeah. kind of, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's just, you don't get that anymore. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so that's why I chose them. And like, I, I like a lot of that kind of uh, 4AD style, like uh, like their first record's a little bit more, um, almost like a band sounding record. I'd say this this last one's more of a, like it's where they've developed as a, as a group, you know, they're yeah. more like this like almost orchestral, experience you know layers and so much instrumentation where the first record sounds like it's like a band and i love that about it but it's dark as fuck and it has, <laughs> it's like kind of like dark in a catchy way and that i love that blend you know it's yeah, yeah. like the cure too or even swans i like oh swans i saw them at primavera a few years back oh cool yeah fucking awesome a really interesting <laughs> band like, did, did you i wonder if you saw did you did your show like they have feedback for like 15 minutes at the start yeah, yeah i went to that tour it it that was brutal actually <laughs> i love them but that like because i remember i saw them in orlando like during probably it sounds like the same tour or something yeah maybe yeah, yeah. and i just there was like actually a clock visible like like i was pretty close to the stage and you could see it and i'm just like oh my god it's been 15 <laughs> and it's just feedback and then like finally a person came on the stage and like and then it's just like the the drummer playing like hammer dulcifer and i swear i think that went on for another like five or ten minutes of just one person. so it's like <laughs> but i have to really like respect this kind of like like they really like grabbed you and held you on and it was yeah, like yeah it's like it's tension like it's like an exercise like, in patience isn't it it's like um what's that or they're communicating tension extremely well they're you know you're just like god damn it <laughs> i think <I'm> like, I, <laughs> I think i saw them so i'm fairly sure it was them uh sleep and slayer in the same day <laughs> like and it was like it was a great day but it was also a bit like you know i kind of came out i was like did i just watch dads on stage for like an entire day <laughs> <laughs> like especially like with like slayer and sleep as they are just a bunch of dads aren't they <laughs> clearly just having fun on stage <laughs> that's that's funny <laughs> um uh, yeah cool. yeah interesting band so uh we move on so usually we ask one well, one book you've got quite a selection of books oh so yeah yeah, can you can narrow it down? Yeah, I'll choose uh, the Sharon Olds, Strike Sparks. You know, my attention span for reading is terrible. I'm trying to get better at it. Okay. <laughs> um, and part of, and so I, le- I like to read a lot of like uh, poetry. And so that's that's what that is, is a collection of, of cool. her own poems. And uh, her, her, what I like about poetry, it's like, it's kind of, they're like songs, you know, they, they are really songs without music and um, just the lines, like every line just feels so strong, you know, like it's in itself a little world that just captivates you and, and she has a really good way of doing that and she doesn't hold back on like topics, like you know, that there are certain writers where you're just like, fuck, did they just like really write that? Like in yeah, a, yeah. and I'm kind of being vague, but like, you know, she really tackles like, like a, abuse and like talks about like 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 from like like parents or like sexual abuse and it's just like yeah. it's intense but it's like it's also it, it's like a liberating thing it'd be like she's she's opening i'm sure it's liberating like whether it's fiction or non-fiction but it's like it does offer that kind of freedom that i think some of those like topics that go really um under wraps like she's being very brave about it in a super like beautiful way 
Yeah, yeah. Just so that's part of you know why I chose that book. I think it's filled with that, and not everything is so intense to that like those topics. But there, it's just just clever writing. Yeah, sure. Most of what I, I guess I had a couple others, but they're kind of along the same lines. You know, like kind of the poets. Just yeah, kinda... I suppose the cool thing about poetry as well is it's like often so heavily like. Like again, again, with like your music choices, it's like a lot of layers to it. I mean, that's not saying that fiction or nonfiction, you know, like might not be, but you know, you've got, you might have four or 500 words, effort pages, but like, you know, poetry might be a page, you know, and you've got to yeah, fit yeah. loads of different sort of ideas within that. And then it's like, okay, we're moving on. <laughs> like, yeah. And poetry has, you know, it's, it's deliveries intended to like, like, is more, I guess, um, based on like the sounds of, of words together, connotations, mm -hmm. you know, um, even just lengths, like the, the last word at your line, punctuations involved, like really, yeah, yeah. it's all the grammar in a way are like techniques. And I just like that. I, I have more of the, again, the attention for like poetry, just like how my brain is and for like that, those types of like creative details than I do for like longer pieces that I think I, I start to <laughs> just kind of drift off. I'm like, no, stay there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. I think that's kind of like with poetry as well. It's like the, where the line breaks and yeah. like and stuff is can be really really interesting. Um, and it's actually something uh, I've always noticed about propaganda as well. So, I mean, like uh, with the like the lyrics, often the line breaks are never where you, not often where you're not expecting them. You know, what yeah. I mean, it kind of reads like almost reads like yeah I don't know prose or like a story mm -hmm. we're like sort of put in um well, and that's... I was... sorry. Oh, sorry go ahead no oh, I was just gonna say I was gonna say it was I thought it was interesting didn't have much <laughs> to that. Yeah. No, that, that's I mean that's one of uh the reasons you know propaganda is like my favorite band uh one of my favorite bands you know it's just yeah, like yeah. um on top of the music being awesome and, and feeling very um like it's varied and diverse and in, in mm -hmm. style um, you know, you went from really heavy to kind of catchy and whatever. Anyway, um, the words, like, and just the cleverness of, like, the arrangements, how sometimes, yeah. yeah, like, the end of a line was actually also could be considered the beginning of the next sentence. You know, yeah, I got that bit of a overlap. It's those kind of details that I, and that I really feel like make us, make us all, like, really. Yeah, definitely. Like, ah, this is really well thought out, you know, and, and how that the words relate to like what's happening in the music you know that's pretty fucking cool yeah definitely um cool so what luxury item would you take <laughs> well i just said yeah guitar <laughs> yeah well, uh, the specific guitars no was it yeah i'm riding this one actually yeah <laughs> so, Johnny, i didn't mean to do this i swear it's yeah. johnny Marr, jaguar johnny oh, right. Marr, actually yeah 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 it's this, it's a signature. Look at us all full circle here. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's to me, it's like I like this one just because I can get like nice clean tones. Like yeah. back to like it, it relates to like the styles I like. I just feel like it it really can encompass all of that. Kind of gets a jazzy sound. It gets that kind of surfy twangy sound, but it also chugs. You know, like yeah. I can actually get a really good like metal kind of punk sound out of that so to me it's just like the weapon of choice <laughs> yeah sure it's like you you play it to deluxe reverb right uh yeah right now like i think live i have played it more mostly through a twin because of everyone else's setup and mm -hmm. i usually play with very loud drummers so i kind of need to to keep up with that <laughs> so it's twin yeah. reverbs just it's larger you know more watts 100 watts and um but i i like the at least, like, if I'm going through, like, I like clean amps to start. I, I used to JCM 800 for a long time, but yeah, sure. Um, especially when I mostly like played punk and stuff. Um, again, as my tastes changed and I got more into like even just playing clean, I felt like I needed. Um, it's funny, my cat just like started almost scratching an amp. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you love that? No. He's, he wasn't talking about that. <laughs> He's notorious for, uh, <laughs> it's almost the same cat too. Who, I have two, uh, 
interrupting interviews. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's hilarious. It's like, anyway, fuck it. <laughs> Have you seen that uh, Instagram, Cats on Amps? Oh, yeah, yeah. They actually, I think I put something where he was sleeping on this exact amp, and they oh, really? have uh, reposted it, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's on there. I've you never see a deluxe reverb with an orange tabby. That's that's my cat. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I played a deluxe reverb. So I used to um, I used to mainly play acoustic for years and years and years. And when I was like dipping my toe into the water to play electric, I borrowed the deluxe reverb amp off somebody on stage, and uh, I didn't like it was just so clean, and I didn't realize. You know, I thought it would just you know I thought you'd have like some sort of natural overdrive, and yeah, it just yeah. didn't. And I was just like I was just like so confused about how to try and get like a it's I don't know just maybe I, it shows how little I know about guitars and amps I suppose <laughs> like, well I have actually played a show like that too like we I did like a secret show out I think the west coast like a festival when you were and I didn't know shit about amps too like I just kind of plugged into whatever didn't even care about the settings I'd kind of play I'm like all right it's over yeah, yeah. and like I'm good but like same thing I accidentally played the set clean because i i just assume oh yeah we're it's a band <laughs> it's an yeah, amp. Yeah. <laughs> and i just be like oh fuck um but yeah usually at this point now that i actually know shit uh like it only took however long um i usually like to start with a clean bass and just add over top like just like overdrives especially depending on the guitar like yeah sure yeah. everything is so like finicky in a good way where it's just like you need to just match everything up like even propaganda we used to jcm 2000 um and what's cool about that it's like it gives you the clean where you can add everything over top like drive and such mm -hmm. um and it just allows you to be able to go down to clean for jcm 800s yeah. are still like ah, they're amazing i mean i'll never get rid of mine so um but it's like you can't get clean from there and if you're trying to write stuff like that it's it's hard to you know yeah, it doesn't have like much kind of headroom, I suppose. Is it like, yeah. yeah. Um, cool. So, do you think you'd be good on this island by yourself? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I was born on an island, so. <laughs> oh, so you would you good with your own time, are you? Or, or like, um, being by yourself? Yeah, I mean, it's funny. We're in this quarantine scenario. I'm like. This is a little bit close to real how my life normally is. It's like, oh, uh oh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think I, I would need like sometimes I need like chatter. So yeah. I, but if I'm in an island, maybe the waves would kind of you know make up for that and I feel yeah. some you kind of bit of company and get somehow have a record player with those five records. Yeah. <laughs> It's a very uh, unique yeah. island. It is unique, yeah. <laughs> um, would you would you try and escape? And if you were to, are you quite good at that sort of, you know, DIY or anything like that? Oh yeah, oh like a MacGyver kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't know who MacGyver is, but yeah. Oh, oh, it's basically it's a show where like the guy like would invent ways of like getting out of these like scenarios, kind of, kind of like. Oh yeah, 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 like. Well, like that then. Craft, crafty at that. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I mean, I, I could swim decently, I guess. Um, so, but yeah, yeah. I'd probably just way. stay. You just hang out. <laughs> just hang out. Be like, this is it. I'm like, hopefully, uh, this is uh, hopefully this island is vegan friendly. <laughs> yeah, I mean that might be a yeah that might be a challenge, but you know, you there might be lots coconuts. of cool fruits. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get a lot of fruits, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's cool. Yeah. Like, I, I always think that, like, that's one of the most interesting questions of this whole podcast is that some people are like, be fine. And other people are like, no, I'd go and say straight away. You know, like, there is, like, kind of like, no, there doesn't appear to be much middle ground. Like, most people are like, either like, I'm, I'm fine with my own company or like, I'd be, you know, a day in, I'd have gone nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like being by the water i think i'd be happy actually. Yeah, yeah like that's kind of uh yeah it's my realm <laughs> so yeah cool. yeah um well thank you very much uh thanks for yeah, being yeah, part for of. sure um i hope yeah thanks hope, for having me hope uh the world goes back to normal soon and we can all <laughs> have a nice life <laughs> yeah um, do the show thing again yeah i know mad it, it seems so 
it seems so like far away still, doesn't it? Like life yeah, it's, and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty pretty sad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope they'll get back to normal soon. You know, if there's yeah, if it's like there's a bright side, maybe it's, I mean, not that hopefully people don't take it for granted, but like, you know, it'll at least bring this kind of spirit of excitement about live shows. Like, cause who knows, yeah. you know. I'm hoping like, this... we're we're all together, you know, the way like like just enjoying it again for this. Yeah, like, I think I also hope because uh, I mean I don't know what it's like where you are, um, but like here I think there's been like a bit of a renewed uh, energy and excitement in like trying to support independent places and like cool. you know like there's a lot of that and I'm just kind of hope that when it goes back to normal that still stays sticks around yeah. you know. I mean, if definitely if this lasts long, like we're not gonna forget this like era of our lives for sure. You know, no, it's, it's definitely, definitely for me the the the, large, the biggest kind of impactful thing that's happened. Yeah, know? sure. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, uh, yeah, it'll be. Hopefully, people retain that. that spirit, you know, <laughs> the, so. the good side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, yeah. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Cheers. Yeah, see you. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, do you mind just taking, uh, if I just take a quick screenshot? Uh, you can, yeah. Hold on. Uh, yeah, it's all good. Hold on. Uh, uh, all good. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll edit it. I probably won't do too much editing unless there's anything in particular you'd like me to take out. Um, uh, Uh, yeah that's what kind of I love doing it about because I mean like I mean I'm, I'm in a band that aren't particularly big but when, when I get asked questions a lot it's often the same sort of questions so it's like it's nice to do something where you can chat to people that you're interested in talking to but still have like I don't know it's just an actual interesting conversation you don't have to ask the same sort of stuff about you know touring and all that again you know everyone's heard a million times I think it's also, I mean, like, the amount of good recommendations I've had out through it is worth it alone. <laughs> like, so, so many cool albums and books that I've sort of come on to from since been doing it. But, yeah. Anyway, um, well, yeah, cheers, yeah, I hope you have a lovely day. Hmm. Yeah, and you, yeah, cheers, cheers. And you. <laughs> Sorry.